Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, one. Oh, 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 oh. What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks, depending on what that drink is. Preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? The Celtic Warriors, James. Wardlow here. Soda. I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rock. I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Maple syrup. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. All right, I'm going to do a quick cheers to Fans First Sports Network, FFSS, Fans in. Cheers. It's the same forward to back. Let's talk Raw. Let's get a little bit into Raw. Let's get Raw with it. Cody Rhodes comes out. Again. What? I I love Cody. I love Cody a lot. I'm getting real tired. Like, it feels like AEW, the thing I got tired of, like, I don't need a week to week you opening the show suit on fancy pants ass promo. Sometimes I want to see you wrestle. Yeah, he's a weird one. Just his promos kind of inch you along, but they don't make leaps. And his matches similarly seem like a um a time killer, right? Like we put him in a program against Lud- Ludwig Kaiser for a while. So we can have a couple matches on TV. So Clump doesn't get mad. But does it mean anything? He has a program with Shinsuke, but for why? So Clump doesn't get I mean, mad. Fair. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. So it's like a weird mixed bag. Like, I don't say that in a bad way. I'm not saying like you're wrong or anything. I'm saying you're absolutely right. The problem is, is that because he's got this finish my story over arc. And he just kind of keeps saying his story. But he he's he's really stepped away of saying what that fucking means to him. Right. Because now we have this online debate. What's Cody finishing the story look like? Does it mean he has to beat Roman at WrestleMania in the main event and win the title there? Does that mean finish the story? Cause there's a lot of people who think that that's exactly the story. And that's the only story. And if he doesn't do that, then he's a failure, right? Mm-hmm. Other people have pointed out because here's the other deal is, is, I mean, you don't have to have him win the title at mania in my mind. We talked about it here a couple weeks ago. I believe it was episode one. What if he won the title in Madison Square Garden in any given match? I don't know. Maybe it's a SummerSlam. Maybe they do a Survivor Series. Maybe they do a fucking Halloween Havoc at Madison Square Garden. Maybe they do something that's specifically tied into Dusty that way. And that's finishing the story is winning the title in the building. They took it away from his pappy at. Right. Is it winning Roman's title? Is it winning Seth's title? I think he's pretty much said that the Seth title is not really on his mind. That it's yeah. the other one, you know? So I think that instead of just constantly saying, I need to finish my story and I'm trying to finish my story. And it looks like we have the same kind of story with punk who wants to win the rumble and go to Rania. Punk literally only wants to go to WrestleMania. That's mm-hmm. it. 
That's all he's ever wanted, ever, and everyone wants him to have it, and he deserves it. <laughs> he just wants to be the last match. That's it. That's it. That's all he wants. Yep. He just yeah. wants to have the last match of WrestleMania one time ever. And I say, fuck you, dude. Not only did you not earn it then, you haven't earned it now. But what's Cody's story? Uh, I do think that adding Drew into here, was this not another banger by Drew? Something changed. Something changed. Something, something clicked yep. with him. Yeah. You know what it is? I think he became a drinking buddy. I think he's heard what I've been saying. I love you, Drew. <laughs> the fuck he's did my, just walk into? He's my favorite number two. <laughs> I was going to say, this might be the second time you've ever talked about him without using the fart gun. Yeah. He's my favorite number two. Roman said the same thing. So... Prove him wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think something clicked in Drew. And even again, I've I've begged it of Cody. I get it. You have a story, but it's not mine or the one you're even telling on TV. You have this personal goal that means something to you because your dad. Great. Happy for you. Your dad was dope, too. But why should I care? And then when an obstacle gets put in his way, like Drew, like you said, um, you know, Drew could have said to CM Punk the same way, you know, gone, came back. I did it better. You suck. All this stuff. The perfect connector right there with Cody and Drew having that match before Drew came back to WWE. Like now I give a shit because Cody just told me why I should give a shit because the last time I wrestled Drew McIntyre, I beat you. That's enough. Yeah. I do think that they both expected more of a reaction out of um, them talking about their old tag team run. And the crowd was really just kind of like hands, hands under their asses. It also was cold. So they might've been just keeping their hands warm by farting on them. That's what I do. It was inside. It was cold, cold in there. Dude, there's like no Seth came out and you could there. see his breath and you're like, okay, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Seth had a fucking, his fucking breath coming out. What his voice. He's a you dragon. Can see his voice. He's a dragon, dude. He's a dragon. He breathes fire. He spits hot fire. The here's the other thing. I'm all quit. Depending <laughs> on, yeah, he's a bad dragon. Sorry. <laughs> hey, he, yeah. <laughs> depending Sorry. on the the venue, some of them are basketball arenas. The one they play when they come through Tucson is a, is an ice hockey arena. It's actually fucking freezing in that building. There's literally ice under there. They just put black plates over the the ice and put the ring on top of it. They don't do anything else. It's re it's ice just being frozen in this room. And it's, if it's already negative 30 outside, it's not getting warmer on the inside, you know? So it was cold. Like They're probably ex. farting on their hands. Except what? Like my ex. Yes. Like your ex. Cold to the core. Yeah. What a core. <laughs> so as they're farting on their hands drew and cody going back so good i actually like this a lot i felt like it it provided a lot of uh, uh something to gravitate to for drew he's yeah. coming through authentic all of a sudden after all this time so good on drew i do think cody could stand to say a little bit more specifically this is what i want and why and not just have us all going like but what does it mean mm-hmm mm-hmm 
DIY beating the shit out of Dirty Dom and JD McDonough. Did you guys like that? Did you love it? Uh, I I like that DIY are getting over. I hazard to say it. However, I find the I've said this before. I find the constant like mean stuff they do, like the clap, 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 pat each other in the back. Like I know the beats, but I find them like personally really fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think there's other things to do or better things to do. Like make that special every once in a in a while. You don't have to do it every fucking match. Yeah, I'm not a fan of a lot of what they're doing here. I didn't like them winning here. I don't know. This is another thing. And I heard a podcast the other day that went on for about 10 minutes about how the addition of our truth brought new life to the judgment day and hasn't taken away a single thing from it. And I was like, you are wishing out loud because the fact that they're coming in here. I mean, I know you're having Dom and JD lose to DIY, but you're telling me half your fucking factions jobbers. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like the thing about Dom that made him so fucking hateable was he was winning uh-huh. with or without people's help. He was winning. So fuck that guy. Plus he wins. Fuck him again. Yep. Now yep. he's out there losing and you go, oh yeah, this is what Dom should be doing is losing. Yeah. Cause now Dom can't brag. Yes. He, he has, he has no reason to boast, you know, and then he can fall easily fall back into, you know, the, you know, the go away heat syndrome where we're not actually building the character anymore. And I mean, look, at least they gave us context for DIY, right? They talk about them incessantly on commentary. Um, Then we get some type of video package too, to show that they, you know, wrestle together. But I mean, you, you nailed it on episode one, Johnny doing all the mannerisms and everything. It just eats away at what could be a really physical, technical uh, uh, tag team. And we just don't get that. We, we get the goofy stuff too much. Like you said, Clump, like that's a Chompa thing, by the way, the clapping and the pat on the back, you know, it's not a deal. And every time Johnny sits up there to be a part of it, he goofs, yeah. you know, I just, I don't like it. Yeah. They quit with the goof. Yep. I didn't like it. Do you think this means that they're going to give DIY the championship? Cause I do. I feel like that we're going to go to where they're going to get half the titles off of them because they're going to do something and then they're going to be running around and it's going to be an, it's going to be B team except less entertaining. It's going to be, it's going to be B team about how like Hulu would cut them out of the edit where you go, Oh, the tag champions are never on Hulu anymore. I don't know who's the tag champ for a year and a half because it's just them doing shitty matches an hour and a half in. I mean, they do, they did B team with better music. They had way better music. I, I DIY's got better music to me than B team. You think DIY's uh, got better music? Yeah. Oh man. Even when I've hated Johnny and DIY more than anything in the world, I've been okay with the music. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like again, if they win the titles, the rest if the if they win the titles and the wrestling stays the same stays stays the same and the charisma stays the same i'm good i don't need any of it i need again one of my favorite tag teams of this new generation was uh was american alpha right 
who was more over the top than those two fucking guys, right? But their wrestling was a deviation from how enthusiastic they were. And they also wrestled in a way that you're like, holy shit, they fucking wrestle. Yeah. For these guys, every time Ciampa does that, Johnny comes in and does this, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels impersonation and, you know, uh, second-rate Adam Cole impersonation, and it just doesn't look good. Um, and like Mar says, ever since Mars pointed it out, oh, watch how scripted his shit is. You just see it beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And I was... I was watching um I was watching last year's Royal Rumble the other day. And that's all Johnny did was Johnny B in the spot. When Sheamus was doing the 10 beats of the Bowery over the rope, Johnny's just sitting on the side going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? It doesn't help. It's yeah. weird. It's crazy and it's frustrating. And that's why I don't like him, is he's just he can't be natural. He's always look, the TV's on me, camera's on me, look at me. Make sure you're he always moving. Yeah. He's trying way too hard, and it's really, Daddy, look at me. Watch me. He's like a Make-A-Wish kid that they like let in the ring, but I scrawnier. Know. I don't know what they see in him, dude. I really don't know what he's bringing. So I'm a little frustrated by the idea that this this may very well be the beginning of where they have a title run that everyone cheers when they lose to the bad guys. Because that's yeah. just it. Is they're still not over. Like at the beginning, you could see Johnny even like trying to milk the crowd for cheers and trying to really go, you know, soak it in when you had 12 guys chanting Johnny wrestling. And you're just like, dude, it's not going whatever. Well. Yeah. Um, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae against Chelsea Green and Piper Niven was cut from my Hulu feed. So if you saw it and had anything to say about it, Piper's dope. Chelsea's been good. Pi so. Piper's dope. Uh, they, they got, they got the L to, Indy and Candice. I think Indy and Candice are an okay. Like they're they're a decent pairing. I like them. I like Indy a lot. Mm -hmm. I like Candice a lot. But I don't know. I I, I don't want them reattached to Johnny again. Yeah, the fear. the the one thing that we noticed watching was uh, they haven't wrestled together in a long time. It. They just they kept missing like the timing of how they're doing their moves. Uh, Candice did this uh, uh, moonsault off the second rope onto Chelsea Green, who was being uh, who was being held on the middle rope perpendicular uh, by uh, by Indy. So it was like a moonsault splash, and it the timing, the 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 depth that she got on the moonsault, like. Get it. It's a cool move, but like pull this stuff out when you're ready, not because you have the opportunity. And stuff like yeah. that is where a lot of these people who don't get chances to be on TV all the time are like, oh, well, we got a shot. Let's do everything. Well, how about you do the little things perfect and then build to the next one? You know, we saw that with Mia Yim in, in the match with EO, right? Like it looked like they tried to do a lot because they had their opportunity, but if they slowed it down and were perfect at what they did, we might be looking to to want another match. And I just didn't yeah. see that out of Candace and Indy because I like them together too. I mean, they, they, you know, you got the tall chick, the short chick. It works in all tag teams, right? Um, but they they need some some chemistry. But they got the win, so let's see what happens now. I think it's also a uh, you know take Chelsea away from Piper situation happening. I think they're going to do a little split up there. Yeah, I think they're going to split them. Yeah. Uh, Xavier Woods came out and got all in the face of Ludwig and Gunther. I liked this I segment. Like, Go ahead. I like serious Xavier Woods. Or Xavier Woods. I, I was really happy with this. 
I liked how the match went. I like that nobody looked weak. Like Xavier looked like a badass all the way through. Disqualification finish, eh, but I thought it was a good match. He got a lot of offense in, and, you know, we've seen silly New Day for a long time. It's cool to see them kind of step up and be, or not step up, it's for them to show that they can be, you know, serious and stuff. Yeah. Those guys, as funny as they are, collectively, all three of them, and as jovial as they can be, when they turn on that serious thing, they can tell stories. They fucking get me. They rope me in. And it's. I all I think that as much as I go like, oh, they're being goofy and it's some hard, sometimes hard to, to buy into this and that. I think it's part of their storytelling mechanism is if they're this way all the time, then when they are serious, something's it feels more serious. Right. If you're jovial because you're at work. Right. Like they don't always. They're always having a good time and being funny what they're doing kind of reminds me of, of Heath Slater's like this, like it was his nine to five job. Yeah. I got kids. I got to work. They come off that way. Where it's all like, look, we just, we're, we're all here just to, to work, man. Like we're here to compete. This is our job. This is what we do. We fight and we get more money if we win and we get less money if we lose. They come off kind of legitimate that way. Right? Like we're just goofing, you know, whatever. But when the match starts, they do their stuff. So yeah, we're doing this. When, yeah, we're doing this. And then when something goes wrong or awry or this guy injured your buddy, it's no fuck you, dude. We're here to work and you just fucking hurt us. You know what I mean? Like, and it comes across way more serious than other people who are serious all the time. You know, like Drew's been yeah. having a hard time for a while. He's been coming off really serious for a long time, but not authentically. These guys come off authentic when they do it because they don't always do it, which I think is interesting. I think they just got caught early on with the funny stuff. It, it landed so good that yeah. they we didn't get enough balance early on to remember how serious they can be. And uh, I love it too. Yeah, I think I think they're all fantastic. Uh, I don't know anything, and I don't like to say too much. But again, I brought it up like two weeks ago on episode one, so I'll just kind of say it again. If this means we're a step closer to actually getting a full-on New Day reunion, this could be a really great way to do that. Have they uh, cleared I don't uh, know. E? I have no idea, and I don't think so if I'm... The they last were, thing they we heard were, is he doesn't know. They were on the Drew Barrymore show today. I was just going to say that they're promoing together, and Big E has been putting out workout videos, but... I mean, you can go to the gym and Did not he? be cleared for wrestle. Not at, well. When that whole twin thing happened on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, I don't know if you heard about that. No. Uh, he was going back and forth with the Usos and uh, the New Day on Twitter. You know, are they twins? Are they not twins? Because they're you know born born fifteen minutes apart or whatever. But one was New Year's Eve, one's New Year's Day. He was in the gym as he was putting his videos up. So, I mean. Say what you want. I mean, again, you can work out and not be able to wrestle. So who knows? Absolutely. Because with a neck injury, you can still move your legs and arms and chest and all that. And you can not mm -hmm. land on your neck. So, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. And I don't want to fantasy book them necessarily, but God, if, if they bring them all three back, I'll lose my shit, man. And this would be such an amazing way to do it. And it would be emotional. And I am well, in for to it's that. It's the right guys to do it with too. It is them focusing yeah. on, and I think it'd be cool for them to focus on Xavier because, yeah, like, yeah, he had his king in the ring moment, 
but I think it'd be really cool for him to have that spotlight because he is such a compelling character. He's such a great figure in and out of the ring. It'd be cool. I, I'd be really happy to see him have a singles run. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they have all Imagine the legacy of all three of these guys because it wouldn't make them Grand Slam champions, but imagine the legacy of having a ta- like a stable where you have every member's been a WWE champion and tag champions, and they've all had they've all had a mid tier belt at least one. Yeah, yeah, it'd be sick. Oh, I mean, do I it. Let's see. Uh, Tazawa and Ivar was cut from Hulu. Was there anything there that I missed? Tazawa won. Tazawa won. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. It was really. It was a silly ass <laughs> win, but it was a win. <laughs> That should not have been cut. It was not that long of a match. They didn't need to cut that shit. <laughs> and, and just like their first match, it was fun and better than you expected. When they came out yeah. again, I was like, wait, this is happening again? And then you see the win. It's like, man, fuck, that's awesome. And next week, it's Gable versus Ivar. They're really keeping Ivar busy with his buddy out, and that's fucking cool. Yeah. And that it's good. I it, 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 he, They're doing good. They're, they're funny. They're telling good stories. It'll be interesting. I love Tazawa no matter what he's the dude. He, and I think Gable's going to be able to do this too, but he you can throw him like no other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gable's so good. Yeah. Uh, Judgment Day versus The Miz and R-Truth. This is another one of those things, man. They... Why is this all fucked up? They... I don't think... I don't think truth is helping. I do think that they are all coming off as jokes. They really pushed it this episode because they had like yeah. truth selling the fake merch, um, giving some of the some of the money to priest, um, him dropping all the money in the beginning, and so you have everyone just kind of like goofing off for a while at the beginning of the match, yeah. and you're like, he won't give money to JD because he's not in the Judgment Day. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you don't get a cut. You're not in the group. like. Which, I will give you this. It was funny. It was entertaining. But no, I did not find anyone here an actual threat. But Priest. Priest was the only one who came off as kind of a threat here. Because at the end, when he had to fucking put it all down, he just did. Because he was kind of letting it go. You know, he's like, all right, you guys want to fuck around? Fine. But then when it got serious, he was just like, okay, I'm shutting it down. And he did. But outside of that, like, no one else was shutting it down. Everyone else was goofing off. And you're still like, I don't think our truth is giving this the life that Sammy gave the bloodline. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's just made the entire judgment day act a comedy act. that's in the middle for a reason. It's yeah. not a main event anymore. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's really like just saddling them with a bunch of shit. They don't need. Yeah. They're sad. Yeah, Sammy, Sammy got himself over and then they told a great story within the bloodline. Truth is getting himself over, and there is no story within the bloodline. Yeah. It's just Truth's... Truth getting himself. He's got he's got the top two selling t-shirts on WWE Shop. So it's working yeah. for our truth. Him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's not working for the Judgment Day. And the one thing, the absolute one thing I loved about the match, Judgment Day won. And yes. that was the, the only way they could get out of that and maintain any integrity. Because to your point, 
Um, like I said, when when uh, Truth made the Judgment Day break, and you can see Damian Priest, like from that moment, I always felt like he was trying to maintain the integrity of his character, and this is why the chokes lay to our truth to just say, "Hey, it's done now," you know. Yep. But what happens next week, right? That's a good point. Truth always, truth always finds a way to make it funny again in a way where he doesn't see the <laughs> doesn't see the truth, you know. Yeah, exactly. And he's great and he's funny and hysterical and he's an incredible athlete and he can still fucking go. It's just to me a little bit of a bummer that in order for other people to be involved with him, they have to also be part of the joke in a way that it's one of the things that made AJ Styles so funny was that AJ wasn't a part of the joke. He was a character that took himself so seriously that shit would happen around him and he was funny because he took it so seriously. It wasn't just that he also became a clown. And that's like that's the the like the issue with the way was that they thought to be funny, you all have to be a clown. There was no straight man anymore. And it Abbott and Costello worked because there was a straight man. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna be actually great comedy, someone there cannot be a clown. Someone there has to not be the clown. And in these skits, everyone goes, Oh, we're being funny. We'll all be funny. And you go, Okay, no. Someone's got to be straight. And in this one, it's only been Damien, which is why I think he's the only one who's like still looking strong after this, even though he got cucked a fucking gen with the money in the bank. Dude, every time he comes out, Drew comes out again. It's like, what the fuck is your problem, Drew? Like, I don't get it from a character standpoint. Why does anyone give a shit when the guy cashes in if you think you're good enough to beat anyone, especially the guy about to cash in? Uh-huh. You know? Who gives a shit he's, if it's not Seth? He's so mad that Priest ruined the one match that while he's trying to get his next match, he's still worried about the last match. And that type of mental confusion does not beget success. You yeah. cannot you cannot have two targets. And that's what he's doing. He's going after the past and the future at the same time. And he's, corny enough, he's going to lose in the present because of it. Yep. Yeah. That's true. And then also at the same time, if I'm Drew and I've lost to Seth twice, do I give a fuck if Damien Priest has it? I got another shot there. Huh? You think I can't get Drew mad enough or Damien mad enough to get me a match? Like, Yeah. Here's, here's a problem I have, too, because, I mean, Damien even says it. You know, am I the only one that's worried about, you know, Drew and what he's doing? Well, so how do we resolve this? Because every time he does do something and Drew gets in the way, Damien's not retaliating. No, like he's doing it. He, I mean, no, he's not standing there taking punches to the face with his hands down, but he's not looking out for Drew. He's not going after Drew. He's not trying to track down and make sure Drew isn't a problem anymore. He's just saying that, am I the only one that has a problem with him? Well, you kind of don't because you're not doing anything about it. Yeah, realistically, if they all, if, if they were... I mean, I guess, are we looking at the destruction of the, ju of the Judgment Day? Is that what we're getting as a dismantling? Because I don't think it's ready for that. I think it just needs a little more actual life and not comedy in it. Because otherwise, if we want Damian Priest to be the champion, we're going to go hit Drew with a lead pipe right. and make sure he's not coming out. Because he's the only one who keeps stopping him. If every time he tries to cash in, Damian or Drew McIntyre is there, take him out. Throw him off of a scaffolding somewhere. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be a bad thing for them to break up. They've had a good run. It's you know, like I, yeah, like I, I and we've talked about like for Rhea, it would allow Rhea to focus on the women's division 
Rhea's done fantastic as a participant in wrestling overall, but at the expense of the women's division, it feels like. Um, I think everyone else here would do fan like everyone else here could do fantastically as singles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just easier to get them all exposure at the same time, right? Instead yeah. of throwing different storylines. But I agree with you. And um, you know, Rhea's still getting babyface pops when she comes out by herself. The crowd still yeah. loves her, and they're always going to. They just yeah. hate her when she's next to Judgment Day, which is perfect. It shows how good she can carry her charisma on both sides. But you know, I I was just trying to think, how do you get the tag titles off of Finn and Priest and keep them a collective unit? to have Priest back to go get that title. Like you said, distraction, right? Hit him with a lead pipe. Make sure Priest has his straight shot at the title. And there's it's too convoluted. Everything's so clunky around what's happening. How can Priest actually cash in and win? It doesn't seem like that could happen. No one's looking out for him. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Rhea, she came out and really fucked up her promo. Had a really fucking hard time. Uh <laughs> That hasn't happened in a while. She owned it, though. I didn't think she did. I thought she really flubbed to the point where she just went to her line to get the music to play. I feel like she had two more lines she was supposed to say. Mm. Okay. Or maybe more. She went straight to the queue. She goes, because uh, mommy's always on top. <laughs> but the idea that she was like, if you want your WrestleMania to, to challenge WrestleMania on me. Yeah. Well, she is Australian. If, if you want English is her first language. You want to <laughs> waste your WrestleMania? Uh, WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> it was really weird. I wonder because this is what my first thought was: was like you said, it's been a long time since we've seen that. Is it just me, or has it been a long time since we've seen her alone in the ring with a microphone and not with other people around her? That's How many times have we seen her saying stuff and suddenly Damian Priest or Finn Balor says, you know what, Rhea? And starts saying something. How many times is that getting her out of it and we didn't notice? How many times That's is she it. getting stuck and other people are going like, Mommy, we get it. You want this. You want that. Maybe they said that because she was supposed to say that and didn't. That's fair. Yeah. The the fact that she floundered so hard out there, I was kind of like jaw drop. Like, oh shit, she is not ready for this. And it highlights the big problem with keeping her away from the women's division and keeping her mm -hmm. in this faction because at the same time, she's not getting better speaking on her own. And the and the, the division itself is not getting stronger without her. She goes out there every now and again, beats up a jobber. That commentary puts over as a jobber. No idea how this spunky Zoe Stark got out of here, yeah. but maybe she can pull one out of nowhere. And you're like, fuck. don't know how Zia Lee deserves this match, but fuck it. Anyone could win, I guess. And you're like, great, Corey. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Not to shit on Corey. He's awesome. But it's just, I was surprised. And Becky came out there and did a really good promo, really putting over the idea that. She's again had to, what she, the, the only problem, she's telling a very similar story to Charlotte. You were destined for it. I had to work for it. You're a natural yeah. at this. I am not. Very similar to Charlotte. Uh, but I don't know. The thing that bothered me the most 
context-wise, is Becky said to have a match with Rhea, she has to win the Royal Rumble. And Rhea said, I hope you win because I want a match with you. That's not how that works. First off, that is exactly how that works. How? Why did Tony Khan have a fucking meltdown the other day? Because Jinder Mahal came out last week and told Seth, you're giving everyone these title shots and I want one. And Seth went, okay, you can have one. Right. Seth goes out there and does an open challenge all the time. Anybody who wants a title match right now. Because the champion can face whoever they want. Yeah. You don't have a yeah. champion in Rhea who's not willing to face Becky. You just had the champion say, I want that match. So then you just get the match. You know what I mean? Like without telling a part of the story where Becky is too big to have that match on a small scale, it doesn't come across that way. You know what I mean? Without someone like a Becky or Rhea saying that that match deserves the grandest stage because it's going to be the grandest match, which is why I'm going to make sure we get that and solidify that. There's no reason as it stands why Becky can't have a title shot right now because Rhea right. just accepted. And that bothers me. And because the other thing, Charlotte's proven it time and time again. All you got to do is show the fuck up and say, I used to be champion one time. I want it now. And everyone goes, okay. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you're Charlotte, you can say, put me in the main event. And they go, oh, sure. Right. pay per view. All of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it, dude, when you said her being in Judgment Day is what leads to something like this, because that is a complete lack of storytelling awareness across the entire show. That if she wants to match happy, and then she even said see you at WrestleMania as if it's gonna be a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Which also means that she's accepted the challenge. Yeah. Yep. It's just fucking dumb. A little bit. Like, I think that there is such a huge problem, and I don't know why we keep having this problem with telling stories with Becky. She's dynamic and incredible and historyed. Why are we having such a hard time putting together a logical story for her? You know what I mean? Like, even if she says that she doesn't want the match until she can prove it to herself, if she's floundering in her self-confidence and goes, you know what? I don't think I'm ready for a match against you, but I think if I won the rumble, I would feel that way. You know what I mean? Like, why can't we tell a story that explains why she actually feels like the need to go out there instead of just saying, I want you next week for the title and I'll win it and say, okay, because yeah, we know kayfabe. We're trying to build towards these bigger events, right? We're trying to sell tickets. Yeah. Yeah. But in story in kayfabe, why would she not just take the match? Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if Rhea said yes. So I don't know. Right. It's just been fucking annoying. But I do want them to have a match because they could be fucking incredible. No, I missing anything here. Overreacting. No. No, it makes a lot of sense. Look, we 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 ask for it all the time. Make it make sense, you know? And if they're gonna WWE's got to be as accountable as any other wrestling promotion that has inconsistencies in their storytelling. And this is absolutely one of them. You laid out exactly why it's not the case that, you know, Becky can't just have that match tomorrow because Rhea says yes. And how many fucking times do we see the champion come out and instigate the challenge? Yeah. yeah. You know, not just the challenger going, I want to match champion. Go, okay. The champion's like, you know what? I think I want to fight this guy. I want to challenge you to a match. No, you're the champion. You don't challenge shit. Sasha used to do it all the time, right? 
It seemed like every time Sasha wrestled somebody with the title, she's the one that called out her opponent. I want to wrestle you yeah. next. It's like, no, that's not how this works. I mean, but earn it, the opportunity somehow. <laughs> but they've also established that is how it works, that the champion, true, 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 true. and see, and that's the flip side. A yeah. champion can force you to earn your way there, or the champion can just gift it to whoever because they're the champion. They have the right to challenge whoever they want, which also means they have the right to say no to whoever they want. Right. Unless you don't have that right, which means they would have to do something else. So if Rhea said, Becky, I want nothing to do with you. The only way I'm going to fight you is if I'm forced into it because of a rumble thing. You know, the last thing I want is try and take down the man. I've seen what you do. And you know what? Good luck to you. But I hope you don't win. I never want to see you in the ring because I'm holding on to this forever and you're a threat. Yeah. Right. You know? Yep. Then at some point you go, okay, Rhea's not going to do the match unless she has to, unless Becky wins something that gives her the right to. So, but they don't do that. They just go, I want a match. Me too. Oh, guess cool. what happened? That settles it. <laughs> yeah. So let uh, me ask you this then, uh, yeah. real quick, because last last go round, it was Naya wants Rhea and Naya wants Becky. Now Becky wants Rhea. How is how does this end up? Because, you know, like Naya told Rhea, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble and challenge for your title. Becky said the same thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they're not both winning. They're just trying to set up, you know, people to cheer for and boo for. And, oh, and they're, they're trying to set up, I think, for the final four. I think they want the people to be Naya and Becky. And, oh, my God. I the same way I, they're doing it for the men's side with mm-hmm. Cody, CM Punk, Drew McIntyre, all that. It's that simple. Yep. Ugh. And part of me thinks that Becky wins as her comeuppance against Nia. That because Nia beat her in that other match, that now you get the final two being Nia and Becky. And Becky somehow gets Nia over the top rope. And then it's Becky Lynch, the first two-time Women's Royal Rumble winner. And uh, and Nia finally getting what's coming to her. I think on the flip side, the only other way that it happens is if... Bailey wins the rumble because I just want her to for sake of, and then Be- Becky wins like a chamber match with that we would have Naya and that she would have to eliminate Naya last. You know what I mean? Like kind of a deal. But I think that however we get there, Becky is taking out Naya to get us there. Yeah, I think that's been setting up. Yeah, that's fair. Naya is again in the way of Becky. Yeah. Producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support and buy us a drink by putting the I and subscribe and reviewing our podcast. And cheers to Fans First Sports Network for keeping the dive bar lights on. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.